my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Happy Full House Friday, everybody. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, welcome to September, welcome to Back to School, and welcome to the Back to School Double Feature Part 2. Today, I'm going to be covering Season 4, Episode 14, entitled Working Girl. This episode aired January 4th, 1991. In this episode, DJ's grades suffer when she takes a part-time job. Well, yeah, there's plenty of time for working down the road <laughs> once you get out of high school. But there's nothing wrong with having a little part-time job. If And in Danny's case, one thing that he's most concerned about is you need to keep your grades up while you're working. That's why they have restricted hours for kids who are in school. What is it, like maybe 10, 15 hours a week tops? Maybe, I would say probably 10 to 15 hours a week during school. All right, so this episode's got a 6.8 out of 10 based on 233 ratings. We got Andy Goldberg as Jack. He plays a photographer. We have Donna Lynn Levy as the mother. She's one of the customers. That comes into this photography studio in the mall where DJ gets a job. And Marcus Nunley as Anthony, the boy that DJ is trying to help get him to smile for his picture. This episode was directed by Joel Zwick. Writers are Jeff Franklin, the creator, Mark Warren, and Dennis Rensler. Right. Let's see. Do we have it? We do have trivia. Okay. DJ's full answer to the question on her science test about photosynthesis is photosynthesis is the process in which photos are synthesized. Synthesis. <laughs> My goodness. It's very complicated, so I won't bore you with the details. I guess that's the person who put in the trivia, adding that last part. Joey Gladstone only has one scene in this entire episode. Really? Warning. When Joey explains the benefits of Graceland to Rebecca, he imitates Robin Leach, host of the show Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, which ran from 1984 to 95. Graceland was also the residence of Elvis Presley until his death. Now, having seen the new Elvis movie, I honestly... I kind of want to go visit Graceland. I kind of do. The movie is just so good. And, you know, as much as Jesse has talked up Elvis over the course of eight seasons of Full House, I just, I, I kind of want to, I want to do that. I want, I want to also go to Nashville, too, the see the Grand Ole Opry and all that fun stuff. Those are states that, I mean... I think we went through Tennessee once on our way to, like, South Carolina or Georgia, one of the two. And um, I just, 
Yeah, originally when we went to on our trip to Georgia, Jeremy and I, we had thought about stopping in Nashville, but there was this terrible thunderstorm and it was lightning all over, and I'm just like, I was so angry. I was really looking forward to stopping in Nashville, but it happens. It wasn't meant to be. Not that time. We'll see. All right, so we got goofs. Although possible for Danny to being fooled into thinking DJ's F is an A, he should have been able to exit and correct. Oh, see the X's and corrections on the paper. He doesn't just glimpse at the paper. Yeah, all he sees is that really terrible. And, and the thing is, Kimmy's the one that did it. Because no one makes an A like that. And I have been going back to reading the DVD box case description. Here we go. The world's coolest tennis shoes cost a cool $160. So DJ takes an after school job to afford them. Yeah, these blowouts that are, they look like those Nike, those little air pump with the basketball where you like pump the basketball and what is it supposed to tighten the shoe or something? I don't know. I mean, I never had a pair. I wouldn't have wanted them if I mean, if I if someone gave them to me for years, some shoes, I'd be like, sure, I'll take them. But I no, I just didn't see the appeal. I I, I wasn't into watching sports. I just mm. or those starter jackets. I know a couple of my cousins had those, and uh, I think one of them might have been a Charlotte Hornets one. Now that I think about it, possibly. So before I get into the podcast, I want to just welcome all the Tanner newbies, aka new listeners, to the podcast. Jumping aboard the Tanner train, aka the podcast. I want to tell you where you can find the podcast to listen to, SoundCloud and iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Just download either app and just search Full House or Fuller House Podcast. Also, the podcast does have social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Facebook, just type in Full House Podcast or Fuller House Podcast. And Instagram is OMHC Full House Fuller House Podcast. Twitter is OMHC Full House. Like, follow, so that way you know what episodes I'm doing each month. I don't go by order of air dates in order of air date or episode by episode i do themes currently being september i am doing the back to school theme next month i believe i'm going to be doing i believe it's joey and the girls for um getting back to other themes here that i'm focusing on because we got all the let's see Yes, Joey and the Girls is going to be in October, because in January I did Jesse and the Girls episodes. We're doing Mr. Egghead, it's Joey and Stephanie. We're doing two Michelle episodes, because I've already done the only episode, I've the only two, I guess, episodes, if you could call them. Grand Gift Auto, I did that for Dave Coulier's birthday, and I believe I did Joey Gets Tough for... Dave Coulier's birthday also. So we're doing Easy Rider, Joey and Michelle, and Day of the Rhino with Joey and Michelle in November. 
Michelle and Friends, The Long Goodbye from Season 6. Season 7's Be Your Own Best Friend when Teddy comes back from Amarillo, Texas. And Season 8, I've Got a Secret where Teddy and uh, Denise are nowhere to be found in that episode. It's all Derek, Lisa, and Aaron. (laughs) And to top off the year, it's going to be a Jesse and Michelle double feature with Season 5's The Devil Made Me Do It and Season 7's Please Don't Touch the Dinosaur. So if you guys want to know what my schedule is for January 2023 all the way through December 2023, I will upload that podcast episode so you can get kind of a glimpse into what I'm going to be doing for the remainder of the full house portion of the podcast. Because as it works out, the full house portion of the podcast is going to be ending at the end of 2023. Also, the podcast does have an email address, omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. I do put the email address in the episode description on SoundCloud. If you want to write in, you can write into the podcast, share your full house or fuller house memories, your favorite characters, least favorite characters... Best and worst storylines. Your predictions for what Full House Season 9 or 10 would have been if we would have gotten them. Or even Fuller House Season 6 and onwards. Like, where do you see all the characters going? Because at the end of Season 5 of Fuller House, Stephanie was once again pregnant. She had baby Danny and then she was pregnant. We don't know what gender the baby is. We don't know anything about the name of the baby we don't know anyway and we would love to see steve and dj as husband and wife because at the end of the show they get married so do stephanie and jimmy and kimmy and fernando so yeah i ah i just i i think that the show was cut too short i mean we yes we got five seasons but it just Still didn't seem like enough. I wanted a full eight or longer, to be honest. So, also, one last thing. If you have been listening to the podcast for a bit or have just recently tuned in and you enjoy the podcast and you want to show some support, show some Tanner Fuller love, go to iTunes and search Full House or Fuller House and the podcast will pop up. Click on it, scroll down to where it says leave a review, and leave a review. Have fun with it. Use emojis. Try to get me to guess the episode title based on emojis if you want. Tell me your most favorite character of either show or worst favorite character. Alright, and with that, let's jump into Working Girl. Of course, we get the fun cold open to experience before the actual episode begins. Okay, so it seems like a real quick one, honestly. It's in Jesse's room, and he's banging away on the drums. Michelle comes in, and he's like, oh, you want to be just like your Uncle Jesse? Okay, here you go. Let me sit you down at the drums and give you the the drumsticks. And and then he's instructed, like, okay, do this, and then you do that, and then you hit it with the cymbal. And she looks at him confused, like, are you talking to me? He's like, you know what, forget it. Forget all that. Just have fun. Just wail on the thing. And that's exactly what she does. She's not bad. 
<laughs> Honestly, she's kind of better than when DJ sat down at her drum set that Jesse had given her and fogged in and just all over the place. <laughs> Jesse lifts her up and Michelle's got her the drumsticks in her hand. She's like, I love you, San Francisco. <laughs> it was cute. It was cute. I love their moments together. Even though this was a rather short cold. Oh, I see Jesse's got some uh, records just in that space above his closet. There's like a little shelf above his closet that does have a black and white poster of Elvis. You know any you bet anything that Jesse would be the first one at that Elvis movie. I bet a hundred percent. You'd be like, oh yes. I do hope that Elvis movie gets an award, like an Academy Award, an Emmy, an Oscar, all three. It's so so good. The actors: Austin Butler's Elvis, oh, Tom Hanks as Colonel. Tom Parker, oh my gosh, you really dislike his character so much. Michelle <clears throat> dancing in there, right? Stephanie's at the table with a sandwich, an after-school snack, I guess. Danny and Michelle come in the back door. Danny's just picked Michelle up from preschool, and she's got something to show Stephanie. Do you want to see what I got from preschool? And Stephanie just says, yeah, sure, why not? I love how Stephanie's got, I think it's got to be like a, like a turkey sandwich or something, and then... It's got a handful of bites taken out of it, along with a glass of milk. So she's doing her, she's got her basic food groups, except there's no cheese, there's no fruit. Well, there could be cheese on the sandwich, but it's not like we see carrot sticks or apple slices by her sandwich. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, Stephanie's like, yeah, sure, why not? Okay. And Michelle, this just kicks us off, like, oh boy, here we go. You had to say please. And Stephanie says, I'm not that interested. Well, Danny feels like he's gotten an earful on his ride home with Michelle. As he says, Steph, just play along. It's politeness week at school. <laughs> Roll his eyes like, oh boy. And he introduces Michelle. I'd like you to meet Michelle, Officer Michelle of the Polite Police. Michelle pulls her sweater, like the front of it kind of away. And we see this little taped on cardboard silver star. She says to Stephanie, glaring at her, 
watching you, mister. Like, my eyes are on you all the time, every time. You do something wrong, you're going to hear about it. And then Michelle gets out of her chair, goes around to the other side of Stephanie's chair, taps her on the shoulder and says, Stephanie, have a nice day. Uh, she reminds me of, like, one of those Sour Patch Kid commercials. Remember the kind where, like, first they're sweet, then they're sour. Or, first they're sour, then they're sweet, or something like that. It's just like, yeah, just like, like I'm gonna be watching you. Oh, by the way, have a nice day. Hey, Steph. Just got back from preschool, and your sister Michelle has something to show you for me. Wanna see what I got? Sure, why not? You have to say please. I'm not that interested. Steph, just play along. It's politeness week in preschool. I'd like you to meet Officer Michelle of the Polite Police. I'll be watching you, mister. Stephanie, have a very nice day. So DJ comes in with Kimmy after school and she immediately goes over to Danny and says, Dad, oh, I missed you. She hugs him. And yeah, I can imagine he's suspicious because, I mean, not that he doesn't love, you know, a hug from his kids, but it's like mm, this over exuberance child of mine, what clearly she wants something or is trying to get out of something or something. Yeah, and to top it off, she's like, how is the greatest dad in the history of all dads feeling today? And he looks down at her and says, very suspicious. Like, what's up? And Kimmy tells DJ, hey, compliment him on his shoe, socks, pants combination. Parents love that. Yeah, dads just love that. It's who She's even, like, leading him over to the kitchen table saying, Dad, sit down. Make yourself comfortable. I'd be like, okay, first of all, why is there just a mixing bowl, a plastic or ceramic white mixing bowl on the table exactly? There's nothing in it. Now Danny's really got to be suspicious and wondering, okay, what is she up to? What news is she going to give me if she wants me to sit down? Oh, Stephanie's got this right on the head. She's like, careful, Dad. She needs money and a lot a lot of it. Oh, yeah, just in your statement there, DJ. How do you know? Like, yeah, we all know, Stephanie says, we all know when it's kiss-up time. I mean, we've shared a room for how many years? Yeah. We've lived in the same house for how many years? Yeah. So, Stephanie takes her glass of milk and her sandwich out of the room Danny right away wants to know how much. Now, now, Dad, before I, I tell you, this this is not for fun, okay? This is not for anything fun. It's for clothes, a basic necessity of life. And he's like, how much? And she's like, before I tell you the actual dollar amount, now you have to know that these are like the coolest tennis shoes on the face of the earth. I'd be like, not, I would cut her off right there. I'd be like, nope. Nope, 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 no. Danny just <laughs> says, how much are we talking here? And the way DJ is like, only $80 <laughs> per shoe. I'd be like, oh no. Oh, mm, 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 mm. $160 for a pair of shoes. You better be uh, 
comfortable with what you're wearing because you're going to be wearing those for a while. If you, I'd be like, you want those shoes? you got to find a way to pay for it yourself. Money, she says $80 per shoe. He just starts laughing. Like, <laughs> and DJ's laughing right along with him. Like, why are we laughing? He's like, yeah, because you wanted me to pay $160 for a pair of shoes for you. Yeah, $160 for sneakers. And, and yeah, DJ's like, why are we laughing? Like, because, yeah, and he's like, because I thought you just asked me for $160 for a pair of sneakers. And DJ says, I did. I'm like, oh my, DJ, you are how old? Have your dad, have you ever come to your father for this amount of money before for something like this? This is just, uh, I mean, all my shoes, in all honesty, if I remember, really either came from Payless, a lot of times they came from, you know, if they're the regular slip-on shoes for summer, a lot of times it came from Family Dollar, you know, because that's what we could afford at the time. So, and there's no shame in that. You do what you gotta do. I remember this one time, seven. I got a pair of shoes, and they had, like, blue stripes on them. I guess you could say they kind of look like boyish shoes, whatever. And my aunt threw, like, a fit, like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe your dad got you boy shoes. Like, I mean, like just because they have blue on them, blue stripes on them. I didn't have a problem with them. I was seven. I didn't care. Ugh. But, yeah, those, those slip-on ones, I mean, I think they cost maybe, I don't know, Maybe four, six, eight dollars. Those were those were comfy. You just slip them on and you go. I rarely, if ever, now wear shoes with laces on them because one, I don't want to have to be constantly retying my shoes or refixing my shoes. When I was ten, I remember I was putting to this little. Uh, we were split into these little reading groups, right? We're sitting on the floor. And I think, I don't know whether it's because I was nervous or whatever, but I, like, kept retying and tying my shoes until I could get the laces equal length. And someone in that group was like, why do you keep doing that? And I was just like, I don't know. And I, I don't know. And it's just something about it is, like, I needed to have the laces, like, the little, um, I guess, bunny ears, if you want to call them, that um, I had to have them equal length. I was just... I didn't keep retying them and, and everything, but, um, yeah, I just, I like shoes without laces. I like to just slip them on and, and go and not have to worry about it. I have, like, a handful of shoes. You know, I got my Crocs, I got my work shoes, I got my, I'm going out and don't really want to wear Croc shoes, I got my other slip-on shoes, and, you know, I mainly buy my shoes from Walmart. I don't have a problem. You know, they're, they're inexpensive, they're simple, they last quite a while. <laughs> I don't need the flashiest shoe. I don't need something that's all pizzazzy and everything like that. It's like a shoe that looks good. That's all that matters. As long as it's comfortable, it fits right, it doesn't hurt my feeties, I'm good. DJ is one that she even says, if I don't get these shoes, I'm going to look like a total uncool person.
Oh, oh, yes, they aren't just sneakers, Kimmy says. These are blowouts, and they actually inhale and exhale as you walk. That is cool. I mean, it's appealing, but I surely am not spending $160 to watch my shoes inhale and exhale as I walk. There's an episode of The Simpsons. Um, I believe it was season two, maybe, where I thought it was, um, I thought it was Bart's dog gets an F, possibly, where Homer gets these Assassin's brand shoes, because Ned Flanders has them. It's got a water pump. The shoes have a pedometer in them. They can tell when your heart rate is dropping because Ned Flanders is out, you know, jogging at night and everything. It's even got reflectors on the end for, you know, running at night. And I'm just like, I don't think there's a shoe that's like that that's been invented yet. But wow. And that was like early 90s that that episode came out. And I'm like, that is just the coolest thing in the world. Can you imagine if a shoe like that existed? Yeah, and DJ is like, this is like one of the selling points for hers. They are so rad. They actually inhale and exhale as you walk. And, she says, and, and DJ says, if I don't get these, I'm going to be a total geek. Um, This is the thing that, sure, let's say you get these blowouts. What's going to happen in the next, like, week or month when... The blowouts are no longer cool because another shoe comes along. They're like, I gotta get this shoe. It's like, and Danny even tells her, like, you do not have to go along with what everyone else is wearing and doing. Oh, of course, Kimmy's like, you know how that feels, Mr. T. And he, <laughs> so he looks at her and says, looks at Kimmy and says, takes one to no one. <laughs> See, they good. She gives as good as she gets. Yep, yep. Oh my God, the, let me please put, listen to the audience as Danny says, it takes one to know one. No, it's one of the people like, oh, burn. So Danny does give her good advice. Like, DJ, you don't always have to follow the, the crowd. You know, when I was your age, everyone was buying those Evil Knievel jumpsuits. He says, I went out and bought some sensible pants with an adjustable waistband. Great. He says, the style is still worn today by some of America's finest bowlers. Hi. Hey. Dad. Boy, I missed you. How's the greatest dad in the history dad's feeling today? Very suspicious. <laughs> Compliment him on his shoe sock pant combination. Dads love that. $160 for sneakers. I did. 
<laughs> but these aren't just sneakers. These are blowouts. Blowouts are so rad. They actually inhale and exhale as you walk. <laughs> and if I don't get these, I'm going to be a total geek. You know how that feels, Mr. T. <laughs> Takes one to know one. Deej, you don't always have to follow the crowd. When I was a boy and everybody was wasting their allowance on those evil Knievel jumpsuits, I went out and I bought some sensible Sansabelt pants with an adjustable waistband. Style still worn today by some of America's finest bowlers. Oh, DJ says, all right, Kimmy, it's time for plan B. So this is where she approaches Danny about a job opportunity that was offered to her. So, yeah, she's like, hey, Dad, while he's pouring a cup of coffee, wouldn't it be great if I never had to ask you for money again? And Danny's like, hmm, yeah, I like plan B so far. Oh, the way she says, wouldn't it be great if I never had to weasel money out of you again? She says, you know, I can earn my own money by getting a job. So she must have already had this plan in action because she says there's a photographer at the mall who says I can be his assistant. So were Kimmy and DJ just kind of cruising the mall and just DJ noticed a help wanted sign for photography assistant in the window of this guy's photography studio and just like, hey, are you hiring? Oh, you are? Oh, great. He must have like, oh, yeah, she's, sounds like she'd be a great, and she's, what, 14 at this point, so, I mean, he would have to, um, go with the confines of her limitations of her being in school, and she could only work so many hours, wouldn't it make sense to hire an actual adult to be a, uh, photography assistant? But I guess the guy doesn't care. He's like, yeah, sure, kid, come on in. Yeah, you can be my assistant. Oh, boy. I mean, honestly, if this were any other show, I there would be a lot of red flags in this uh, sentence about the uh, photography assistant job. Yeah, I'd be like, hmm, nah, mm, I, I need to meet this man. I need to know more about him, his photography, all of that. Because I don't feel comfortable letting my 14-year-old daughter go down to this mall photography studio. Mm, no, 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 no. So he immediately brings up her schoolwork. Like, Deej, what about your schoolwork? You know, your grade in science has been slipping lately. Yeah. Kimmy comes up and says, hey, I give you my personal guarantee that DJ will keep her grade up in science. And Danny's like, oh, the Gibbler guarantee. That she will raise her grade in science. The Gibbler guarantee. He's like, well, that changes everything, that Gibbler guarantee. And DJ comes at it with, Dad, come on, look, I'm 14 years old. I'm ready for adult responsibility. See, this is another thing as to why kids are just, I'm ready to be an adult. I don't want to be a kid anymore. It's like, you have 18 years to be a, a kid slash teenager. You have ages, what, eight, 19 through 80 whatever to be an adult. That is a lot more time than you get being a kid. 
And Danny says, hey, look, if you can keep your grades up, you can take this job. And DJ hugs him and says, oh, thanks, Dad. And then Kimmy comes around and hugs Danny and says, oh, thanks, Mr. T. And Danny's confused, looks at Kimmy like, well, why are you happy? And Kimmy says, well, DJ and I have the same size feet. Hell, oh, no, no, no. Mm-mm. We know about Kimmy's feet. They are not good and healthy. They, DJ better not be sharing shoes with Kimmy. No, that is, that could be something that could be contagious. She really needs to get her, I mean, I know it's like a lot later on with the feets, but it's just like, oh, boy. No, DJ, don't you dare. Yeah, DJ's getting blowouts and we have the same size feet. So DJ kisses Danny, but then Kimmy does too on the kisses him on the cheek. And Danny's got this, what in the world is happening right now? Kimmy, why are you kissing me on the cheek? I don't like this. Time for plan B. Dad, wouldn't it be great if I never had to weasel money out of you again? I like plan B so far. I can earn my own money by getting a job. There's a photographer down at the mall, and he said that I could be his part-time assistant. Deej, what about your schoolwork? Your grade in science has been slipping lately. I give you my personal guarantee that DJ will raise her grade in science. Oh, the Gibbler guarantee. Oh, well, that changes everything. Dad, come on. I'm 14 years old. I'm ready for adult responsibilities. All right, look, if you can keep your grades up, you can take the job. Oh, thanks, Dad. Yeah, thanks, Mr. T. Why are you so happy? Well, DJ's getting blowouts, and we have the same size feet. (laughs) So Jesse's in his room, strumming on his guitar, and Becky comes in, and she says... Look, I've just been on the phone with my parents, and they kind of figure, you know, since we're engaged now, that we should set a, a date and a place for the wedding. You know, I, I'm always kind of curious, like, when people set, you know, their wedding date, like, why did you choose that date? Is it special to you? You know, stuff like that. And Jeremy and I, when we, we originally asked, like, a good of people that were getting married in the summer of 2007 probably wanted July 7th of 07. Unfortunately, <laughs> I believe the pastor that was going to marry us already had two couples that have selected that date. So that date without like, since I have the 14th, I have the 21st, the 27th, you know. So I'm like, while we do the 14th, you know, 7, 14, oh, 7, 7, 7, my 14th. We settled, we settled on the 14th, so, yeah. It was still, honestly, it was a very beautiful day. A lot of, you know, we had our wedding outside at, in the backyard, my at my dad's house, and uh, it, was, it was very nice, like I said, a little bit windy, but not too terrible. Plus, they were repaving the road in front of my dad's house so it was all like tore up with basically just a dirt road and she's like every time a car would drive by there'd be a cloud of dust kicking up so and i i don't think if this is even a possibility it would probably be very expensive 
Jesse has already got it in his head about, like, just say the magic word, <laughs> Graceland. Like, no, 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 no. We're not getting married at Elvis's homestead. Like, you draw the line. I mean, as much as is, you know, the bride's day as well. Yes, it is the groom's day, but... And Becky, I get where she's coming from. You know, she's from Nebraska, and her family is all down there and everything, and... I can see her wanting to have it there, but then again, then you got Jesse's relatives who would have to fly to Nebraska and everything. Like, not to mention, if you were to technically have it in Graceland, you'd still have to fly all your family. That would be. I'm gonna look that up right now, but I don't think you can get married at Graceland, or Graceland, or whatever you, however you say it. Okay, well, I am basically wrong. Apparently, okay. Uh, Graceland's newly built, newly built, so probably not when this episode aired, newly built Chapel in the Woods, featured in the Hallmark original movie Wedding at Graceland, sits on the serene and historic ground surrounding Elvis Presley's Graceland estate. Nestled in the woods, secluded from the distractions of everyday life, the chapel features high beam wood ceilings, spatial... spacious bridal and groom rooms, and floor-to-ceiling windows that make the surrounding forest... A stunning natural backdrop to your ceremony. It offers all the amenities and services you'd expect from a much from much larger wedding venues in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, couples who choose to host their ceremony at Graceland's Chapel in the Woods will be impressed with their personalized commitment to each couple in helping to arrange every detail of your ceremony, from flowers to the cake to the photography. We can orchestrate everything you need to create. Let's see. Oh, that is pretty. Oh, that's pretty. Oh, what's her pricing? Um, let's see. Basic package is you're going to include use of the chapel for up to two hours for 100 guests. The officiant complimentary tour of Graceland, wedding coordinator, use a bridal room, blah, 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 blah. And up to a 15-minute photography session. 15 minutes! That doesn't seem like enough time. And, oh, uh, oh, 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 okay. Oh, um, and up to a 15-minute photography session in front of the mansion for the couple and up to six guests. Photographer's fees excluded. So, they have dates. 850 Monday through Thursday, Fridays are a thousand bucks, Saturdays 1500, Sundays 1200, one hour rehearsal is 200, and overtime per hour is $200. An additional charge of 200 per hour for each additional hour over scheduled allotment time will be added regardless of which day of the week the ceremony is held. So, okay. Says rehearsal charge 175 per hour. Okay, oh, there's special services. Hunka Hunka Burning Love. Contact a wedding specialist. Oh, these are pretty. Oh, I like the, oh, I see the wood beams. Oh, and that large window facing the woods. It's so cute. That's, cake is okay looking. I mean, it's kind of basic looking. I mean, it's got flowers. I get a chapel in the woods. Yep, yep. Sticks and flowers and whatnot. So, yeah. Um, I wouldn't choose that myself. Um, I don't know when they open. Like I said, probably not at the time that this uh, episode aired. But there you go. 
there's any upcoming nuptials, if you guys are looking for a place and you're obsessed with Elvis, like Jesse, Graceman, Chapel in the Woods, check it out. I swear, I, I really, I hope one day I can visit Graceland just because I want to. And it wouldn't be funny if there was a wedding going on there at the same time. That would be wild. <laughs> I like how Becky is just like, honey, I know it's your dream to get married in that crushed velvet amusement park. <laughs> I hate that Jesse grips his chest like, oh my gosh. So, Becky says, honey, consider the benefits of getting married in my hometown, my home state of Valentine, Nebraska. Is that even a real city in Nebraska? Okay, apparently Valentine is a real city in Nebraska. Cherry County, Nebraska. Population was 2,737 at the 2010 census. Okay, that ain't horrible. That ain't bad at all. Plenty of room for every. Oh, it was found in 1882. Post office, December 4th, 1882. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, Valentine was split between two time zones, 1960 and 1967. That's interesting. Okay. Valentine participates in an annual remailing program where thousands of pieces of mail flow into the local USPS office. So that they can be remailed with a special Valentine's Day postmark and verse. In 2007, National Geographic Adventure magazine included Valentine in its list of the best 100 adventure towns and cities. Ah. Notable people. Rebecca. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Rebecca Donaldson, fictional character on Full House, states that her hometown was Valentine. Ah, I don't recognize any of these other people. No, I don't. Okay, but we got Rebecca Donaldson on there, so yes! <laughs> okay, let's continue with the episode. Yeah, and Jesse kind of looks at her skeptically and says, name one. And she says, it's not Graceland. Like, we're not going there. At least we're not going to have our wedding there. So, you need to drop it. He is just, honestly, he's like, oh, they start arguing. He's like, look, you haven't seen it. It's a beautiful place, especially in winter. What is she saying? Yeah, she says, I don't want to get married in Graceland. It doesn't matter. It's You're 27 years old. So, Joey comes in interrupting, like, Jesse, I need to borrow your credit card. I am way over my limit, and I, I found something on TV I want to order. Joey? No. Joey, stop. Someone cut up his credit card. Well, he can't even use his credit card because it's over the li over the limit. Joey! Are you telling me all of his little toys and stuffed figurines and whatever he's got in his basement apartment, that was all bought on his credit card? Or is that stuff that he just has been hang have kicking around for the last, like, ten years? I don't know. The Shopping Network is offering a sale on the, a, a special on the Barney Rubble Bath Collection. Well, what does it include? What does Bath Collection even mean? Like, oh, here's a Barney Rubble loofah or, um, 
body wash, shampoo, um, a little, and it all comes in one of those little metal, like, cozy containers that you can hang on your shower head, something like that, right? Oh, and it probably even does come with a little, you know, round poof, bath poof thing, you know, for, well, I don't know, do men use those? Because I know I use them. I love those things. And sometimes I think I probably use it too long because then it starts to get all weird and like deformed looking. And I was like, okay, this one I've had it for. <laughs> I think those things are what only good for a month and then you get to replace them. Those bath poof things. But I don't know because I'm like when we were going on our trip, we're like, oh Jeremy, I can get you one of these little bath bath poof for your body wash. He's like, oh, no, I don't need that. I'm like, oh, but okay. <laughs> And Jesse says, I'm not giving you my credit card again, Joey. You still haven't paid me back for that California Raisins chess set. Which is probably still in the box. Never been opened. Because Joey is a hoarder. He is having the classic uh, early signs of eventually becoming a hoarder. That's probably why. Get him out of that basement apartment up to Jesse's room because Jesse and Becky are moving to the attic. And then that way Joey can cut down. Like, okay, I'm moving from this large basement apartment to a bedroom. I need to cut down. I'm like, okay, what's going to stay? What's going to go? The I, I Keep these handful of things. Fit in a couple, two cardboard boxes is the limit. The rest are going to Goodwill. Or... Someone that likes little stuff, well, no way is he giving up his Popeye and Bluto and olive oil stuffed toys. But, um, I'm sure there's some stuff that he could probably part with. But the fact that he hasn't even paid, <laughs> I'm sure, I mean, come on, you're doing the comedy deal with going on tours. I don't know what you get paid, Joey, but actually you should be turning over your paychecks to Jesse for the stuff that... You're buying. I, I would have, if I were just saying, okay, oh, Joey, like, gets his chest set. Okay, Joey, you, t thank you, I'm taking that, because it's technically mine until you pay me for it. Thank you. And when you do pay me, in full, of course, <laughs> you can have your chest set. But right now, this is mine. So, Becky strikes up a deal with Joey. Look, Joey, I will buy you the rubble bubble bath. But you have to sell Jesse on the idea of a wedding in Nebraska. Hi, sweetheart. Beautiful. Listen, my folks called today, and they have this wacky idea that since we're engaged, we should actually set a date and a place for the wedding. Now, just say the magic word. Graceland. No. <laughs> Honey, I know it's your dream to get married in that crushed velvet amusement park. <laughs> Consider all the benefits of a wedding back in my hometown, Valentine, Nebraska. Name one. It's not Graceland. Oh, come on. Mm. Yes, I'm going to see Graceland. It's a beautiful place, especially in the winter. It's showing you just what? Quick, can I borrow your credit card? I'm way over my limit, and the shopping network is offering a special on the Barney Rubble Bath Collection. <laughs> no way. Still haven't paid me for that California Raisin chess set. Joey, I'll buy you the rubble bubble bath. You will? Yes, but you have to sell Jesse on the idea of a wedding in Nebraska. 
How would I sell Nebraska? So we get fun impressions with Joey as he takes on the persona of a good old down-home fashion country guy from Nebraska. So yeah, I'm not going to do the impression because I think I would just uh, not do it justice here. All you kids getting married and... In, in Nebraska, let me tell you about it. It was downright family-friendly town with a downright family-friendly people. The corn's as high as an elephant's eye. And Dave Nabbit, the, the sky's not cloudy all day. Yeah, just picture it, Jess. Just picture it. So, <laughs> we have Jesse dressed in a white t-shirt with jean bib overalls. And he's kneeling down to a goat. He's also got a black top hat and a black uh, wedding bow tie around his neck. And he's like, hey, goat, have you seen my fiancé around here? And he's standing right out, uh, he's kneeling right next to a wood pile. Like, by a barn. The goat just goes, Meh, or however goats go. And the goat's like, hey, who? What? I don't speak human. Oh my goodness, golly sake. Look at this. <laughs> Becky riding up on a, a blue tractor. I thought he'd been to Valentine, Nebraska. They went, I thought, for Thanksgiving one year. So why he's thinking it's this, this hoedown country bumpkin life, I don't know. Because he's been there. He's met her parents. Even though when we meet Becky's parents, they're like, oh, it's good to finally meet you. Did they forget they met him that one Thanksgiving? You know she would have brought him down to Nebraska for to meet the parents. She's wearing this kind of gingham-looking peach and white dress with some white underskirt thing underneath it and she's wearing a straw hat with some blue like silky type of I don't know what material it is kind of ribbon things and she's wearing it's like one of those hats got the uh straw hat with the fake braids kind of going like down and then springing outward. It's really goofy looking. So, hey, Jesse, time to get hitched, farm boy. He's like, Becky, you got me dressed like a Beverly Hillbilly. She says, you look cuter than a hound dog in a hairnet. <laughs> she grabs her bouquet of uh, wildflowers. She says, ready or not, here I come. And she, like, jumps into his arms. <laughs> She's even got <laughs> her two front teeth blacked out. Or maybe it's just one, but good grief. Yeah, her two front teeth are blacked out. She's got, like, dotted on freckles. Oh, my gosh. This is crazy. They took every goofy stereotype that they could think of of like from hee-haw and stuff and then throw it into the scenario i gotta say something here um 
<laughs> it could just be the lighting on the set, but the two teeth on either side of Becky's two front black ones, there's two white ones on either side, but then her three teeth that you can see after the white tooth there are yellow. Like, it's the lighting or they purposely, like, made them yellow. I don't know. I mean, why does it always make these, these people out to be like, oh, they're, they have black and rotten teeth and their teeth are falling out of their head and weird stuff like that. Like, come on. Jesse's top hat has a piece of reddened corn with uh, a little bit of the, the hull or the covering of the corn. I'm trying to think what it... I, I can't remember, but the, like, have mercy. She says, plant a, because she's like in his arms, she says, plant a big weapon on me, Jackbo. <laughs> oh, and she kisses him so forcefully and knocks him to the ground. And his hat falls off. <laughs> He's like, what? Okay. How would I sell Nebraska? Oh, 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 you two kids getting married? Well, consider Nebraska a downright friendly place with downright friendly folks. With a quarter's as high as an elephant's eye, and dag nabbit, the, the sky's not cloudy all day. You picture it, Jesper boy. Just, just picture it. Picture it. Hey, go. See my fiance around here? <laughs> You got me dressed up like a Beverly Hillbilly. You look cuter than a hound dog in a hairnet. Ready or not, here I come. Ah, Have mercy. Plant a big wet one on me, Jethro. This is Jesse's fantasy nightmare and he when he snaps out of it he's like no way I'm not getting married on hee haw then he goes over to Becky checks her two front teeth and I don't know if he sees something that's there because he starts like scraping with his fingernail on her front tooth she's like Jess what are you doing Becky's like what are you doing and he's like oh just checking oh my gosh now Jesse has Joey explain to Becky he says explain to my fiance the wondrous virtues of an elegant wedding at Graceland. And then Joey takes on the Robin Leach impression of basically of the lifestyles of the rich and famous television show. Clean and elegant is what Jesse describes a wedding at Graceland. Joey goes up to Becky and starts practically shouting in her face as Robin Leach. And Joey's just talking about the jungle room and, um, well, what was, like, AstroTurf lawn or grass in the jungle room or something to that effect. And he says something like $9 billion or whether that's how much it costs. And he's like, picture it, picture it, picture it. And we picture it along with Becky. We see 
these gates that have music notes on the front of them. Jesse, of course, dressed up like Elvis in his white gold suit with the gemstones. He's wearing those big, like, pink, uh, they're like white framed glasses with pink lenses. He's got a red Cadillac car standing in front of a large white columned mansion. Jesse, of course, Elvis first started like, oh, come over here, baby. Let me get a look at you. <laughs> you look like a fried peanut butter and nana sandwich. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to do here. Oh my goodness, Jesse. <laughs> Becky, oh my gosh, is wearing a wedding dress and she is wearing a giant beehive. Well, I don't know. That it's just, it's a huge black wig to rival Priscilla Presley, basically. Wow, that is so much hair. I'm surprised she doesn't get next train trying to hold up that giant hair, black hair wig. And Becky's like, Jess, are you sure you like my hair like this? I, I can barely hold my head up. The lipstick that they got on Lori Laughlin is like powdered sugar, cotton candy type of mixture going on here. He's like, you look better than a fried <laughs> peanut butter banana sandwich there, Scylla. And she says, Jess, my name is Rebecca. He's like, sorry, Scylla. <laughs> he says, wise men say, only fools rush in, but I can't help falling in love with you. And he kisses her hand, and she says, something doesn't feel right about this wedding. Yeah, he says, you're absolutely right, Priscilla. That, that beehive ain't high, ain't high enough. It's got to be fit for a king. You know what I'm saying? I think you do. And he kneels down in front of her, arms outstretched, Elvis-like. And she just rolls her eyes to the heavens and just passes out. <laughs> These fantasies, I swear, I kind of like this one a little more. And maybe that's just because I, I saw that Elvis movie, like, less than a month ago. But I don't know why. I just, I think there's so much. I mean, the other one with just, you know, the tractor, Becky rolling in with that straw hat with the fake braids. Jesse in the black top hat and the, um... The silk neck, uh, the um, bow tie thing. Just this one looks like a lot. I mean, you got a Cadillac car, which I think that car's been in episodes of Full House before. So maybe that wasn't hard to find. We got a white columned building to you basically rival Graceland. Jesse's up in this jumpsuit that I swear looks like. An adult version of what we see Tommy wear, baby Tommy wearing in season one of Full Full Fuller House, and that may even be similar to what Jesse wore in season one. In um, uh, what is that episode? Uh, Mad Money, which I haven't covered yet. I'll cover that for Jesse's career. Uh, series career ladder journey, I guess. <laughs> He kneels down in front of uh, in front of Becky, facing us. Lifts his arms out. He's got the blue cape that goes with the jump, the white jumpsuit with all the the rhinestones, gemstones on it. And Becky just uh, just faints, just passes out. Like I can't deal with this. 
Chucky, when she comes out of it, she's like, I'm going to be, I'm going to get at you, guy. I ain't going to, you got to, uh, we got to get some things straight. First of all, my name is Rebecca, not Priscilla. And I am not getting married with a hairdo like Marge Simpson. And Jesse's like, what do you mean Marge Simpson? Like the whole beehive thing. Oh, yeah, they still are arguing, and Joey is the one, he gets an award because he comes up with a solution. He's like, you guys, come on, look, you're getting married, you're going to have to learn to compromise. Yeah, he says, you're getting married real soon, so you're going to have to learn to compromise. Now, call me crazy nutty, but why don't you just get married here in San Francisco? It makes the most sense, your family's here. Not to mention, Becky brings up the greatest point. That's where we, this is where we met. You know, we fell in love. Jesse, you know, Jesse also said that too. It was like, yeah, our friends and our family are here. Yeah, I mean, think about it. You have the majority of people that are going to be at your wedding. They're in San Francisco. The only people you actually would have to fly out would be Becky's relatives. Or they would fly themselves out. So, have a wedding right here where you live in San Francisco. I don't understand why this couldn't have been the first thing they thought of, but... I get it, Becky doesn't really have family around there. Well, her Aunt Ida, we won't meet until season five. But, um, yeah, it would make the most sense why she would want to go home for her wedding. But then that would mean having to bring all of Jesse's relatives and everybody to Nebraska. So it just makes sense just to have it there. It, it, it symbolizes, you know, we this is where we met. We, we fell in love and everything. It would make sense to have it here. And he says, all right, let's do it. They got the place. They just got to pick the date. Yeah, she says, let's get married on the most romantic day of the year. And Jesse's like, oh, I got you there. Elvis's birthday. Uh, no. Valentine's Day. Goof. Yeah, she's like, no, Valentine's Day. He's like, oh, I love it. Jesse's got, like car parts hanging on his wall and they kiss and Becky turns to Joey and says Joey thank you so much for all your help he's like great great can I please have your credit card Becky if I hurry they'll throw out a bam bam soap on a rope soap on a rope well I guess Come on, please give me a credit card <laughs> Joey you need to pay off your own credit card first Gosh, how much is this limit? I don't even want to know. I would think, how can you go over your limit? Wouldn't they just cut you off at some point? Like, hey, you're get, yeah, your credit card will they be we're freezing your credit card until you you pay this amount off. Wait, we need to block that home shopping network channel from the television because Joey has an addiction that is only gonna get worse. Oh, Jessica actually does give him. Joey, his credit card. Like, here you go, Joey. Of course, he's like, oh, thanks, Fred. <laughs> Barney. <laughs> one stone. So, yeah, it's like, it's nice to be able to check this. This was a big one, you know, setting the date and the place of the, the wedding. Well, as far as what city and state they're going to have it in, they haven't exactly picked out a... And that's the thing. They do get married in a church, and... You know, I had originally, you know, we had thought about it, but the thing is with a lot of those, sometimes you actually have to be a member of the congregation to be able to even have a church wedding. And the fact of the matter was, yeah, Jeremy and I were living together before we got married. And I, 
originally, I'm like, oh, I wouldn't mind getting married in, you know, St. Patrick's Church because, you know, my grandparents got, you know, my, uh, my dad mom got married there and everything, and my grandma's like, um, no, you're living together before you're married, and it's just, you're not a member of the congregation, so, yeah. Like, okay, and it just, it made sense, I mean, now looking back on it, like, we did make a really good decision with having the wedding in the backyard at my dad's house. It's just amazing, like, so many things, so many memories are tied to that that house and everything, you know, from, you know, birthday parties, my open house, my wedding, all of that fun stuff. Because Becky chose Valentine's Day... She doesn't realize just how fast it's going to move their wedding up. It's like, oh, yeah, I, I can't. Jesse says, I can't believe we're getting married in six weeks. And Becky, like, screams in his ear, ah, six weeks. We have so much to do. Uh, uh, yeah, that does not give you a lot of time. I mean, you still got to find a venue. You got to find, you know, tuxes and dresses and all. And sometimes, I mean, I don't know how long that really You'd have to go pick out a dress. You'd have to get it fitted. You'd have to make sure that you're... That was another thing. When I got my wedding dress, um, I thought it was like in April of 07. February and April. And the thing is, I went to try the wedding dress on. And yes, after it was fitted and everything, you know, and towards my wedding day, the dress still fit, which was good. But it was a little snug. And I was like, oh, you, you put on a little more. I really should have then been watching, like, being very careful about what I had been eating and everything. But, hey, the dress still fits, so that's, <laughs> that's it, it was all good. So, like, he screams, and Jesse's, like, putting a hand up to his ears, like, my golly, woman, my ears. Have mercy on my ears. Yeah, she's like, we got a million things to do. Find a church, hire a caterer, rent a hall, uh, get a dress, invitations, pick out a band. Oh, you know Jesse and the Rippers are playing at that wedding. Come on now. She already said caterer, but she says it again. And then she says cocktail napkins. I'd say, honestly, focus on the bigger stuff first and the little things like what to serve at the wedding, you know, all the, like, invitations is a big one. Napkins and tablecloths and all that hoopla-poo, um, that would be way down. That would be the stuff, like, okay, we got all the big main stuff out of the way. Let's focus on the tiny little details. It's like, Becky, why don't we just elope? And I'd be like, you guys already almost did that at the end of season two, so, yeah. Yeah, she says, oh, I don't know. Uh, if we were to do that, we need a balcony and a ladder and a getaway car. What? What? Okay, I don't know what. Uh, she's off on uh, some other planet here <laughs> with her, her thinking. Flashlight as she's walking out the door. No way. I'm not getting married on Hee Haw. <laughs> what are you doing? Just checking. Joseph? Explain to my fiance the virtues of a classy, elegant winning at Graceland, won't you? Okay. Classy and elegant. 
Imagine yourself at Graceland, the luxurious palatial estate of the late great king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley. Where every corner oozes romance, from the gold-plated racquetball courts to the newly astroturfed jungle room, with over nine zillion dollars. Picture it, picture it, picture it. Where are you, darling? Come on here, baby. Let me see you. Oh, yeah. You look like a hunk of hunk of burning bride, baby. Jess, are you sure you like my hair like this? I can barely hold my head up. Oh, you look prettier than a fried peanut butter and nana sandwich, Priscilla. Jess, my name is Rebecca. Sorry, Priscilla. Watch man say, only fools rush in. But I can't help falling in love with you, baby. Something doesn't feel right about this wedding. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Priscilla. That beehive ain't high enough. Let's jack that baby up a little bit. It's got to be fit for a king. You know what I'm saying, baby? I think you do. Let's get a few things straight. My name is Rebecca, and I am not getting married with a hairdo like Marge Simpson. Come on, that's enough. Listen, you're getting married real soon, so you better learn to compromise. Now, call me totally nutty, but what about having a wedding right here where you live, in San Francisco? Well, kids got something there. I mean, this, this is where we met, and this is where we fell in love. Yeah, this is where all our friends are. Let's do it. All right, and let's get married on the most romantic day of the year. Oh, perfect. Elvis's birthday. <laughs> no, Valentine's Day. Ah, I love it. <laughs> Joey, thank you for all your help. You're welcome. Now, would somebody please give me a credit card? If I call now, they'll throw in a free Bam Bam soap on a rope. <laughs> Thanks, Fred. <laughs> I feel so at peace now that we finally made this decision. Yeah. I can't believe we're getting married in six weeks. Six weeks? We have a million things to do. Find a church, hire a hall, buy a dress, pick out invitations, a band, a caterer, cocktail napkins. Becky, why don't we elope? Oh, I don't know. Then we'd need a balcony, a ladder, a getaway car, and a I just noticed something upon closer inspection, depending on where they, clearly they filmed this outside, because you do see the in the reflection of the windows of this mansion, there's traffic going by. And at the very end, before we come out of this, and we start to see, you know, Becky's face as she comes out of, there is a school bus driving right past where they're filming. You can see it clear as day in the reflection of this <laughs> window. Man, did she do damage to Jesse's ear? Because even as she's walking out the door, Jesse's like kind of finger in his ear trying to like make sure his eardrum's okay and it hasn't been ruptured. So now we're going to go back to DJ's plot and see how she's handling this new part-time job. We do see the only customers, which are the lady and her six-year-old son, Anthony. And the mother is trying to get 
her son to smile. Like, come on, smile for mommy. He's like, no. So take a looking, take a looking. Uh, let's see what we got here. This photography studio. We see a backdrop with a blue sky, cloudless blue sky, rainbow with, it's basically, there's some grass on this backdrop as well. We see uh, what looks like uh, one of those, it's something they, they put out like for like when you're sitting on the couch and you're like on your laptop or whatever and you're like reclining. It's almost like a, a, a mini chair, just like a, a backrest with arms on it, but it's off to the side. It's probably, I would think for that, that is probably used for like babies so that way you can have them sit up. And they're not, like, going to fall to the side or, you know, uh, fall backwards or anything like that. They also have a, a red trunk stacked on top of a blue trunk. We also have off to the side of this backdrop, we have some pictures. We have a desk, which has a coffee machine on it with uh, coffee there. We also have a little set up here where you can buy some photo frames. It says save 20 per percent, $20. <laughs> I can't tell. And there's just a lot of framed pictures of previous, you know, customers that he's had come into a store just for like, Hey, if you want to see some of my photography work, I got pictures on the wall here to prove just how good of a photographer I am. Geeks, you have any doubts. And when we cut to Anthony's mother and she's bent over like trying to get her son to smile, we do have the photographer Todd, I'm guessing his name is Todd, because we also see behind him we have the register, the counter, more framed pictures all over the place. There's even um, a framed picture where it says ABC123 and it's got like a school bus. It's got like a collection of pictures that you can put some like, oh, there's a circle frame and a square, frame, you know, different sizes and stuff. Like if you wanted to do one of those. And I wish I could add something like that. Jeremy actually has one where it's, it's like a cardboard shape of a schoolhouse and it has like first grade, second grade and onward all the way to senior year. I wish I had something like that. I mean, my grandma kept, you know, all of our, you know, all of her grandkids, you know, pictures throughout the years and everything. She'd always have them on display at, at the farm and everything. So you can see like, oh, here's a picture of my cousin so-and-so. School pictures are expensive. I remember that they were just really expensive. I don't know if that's honestly changed now or whether or not maybe instead of going to on um, picture day, you can just submit your own picture. Like, oh, I had this done outside, you know, with a professional photographer. Can I submit this instead or something to that effect? I'm just kind of wondering, like, do they still do school? I'm sure they must, and I'm sure it isn't any less expensive than it was back when I was having to do that. She says, pretty please with Ninja Turtles on top. Like, give me a smile, honey. Oh, Anthony just shakes his head like, mm-mm, I'm not doing it. Yeah, and of course... Who better to make the kids smile than... Yeah, he's like, oh, leave this to us professionals. 
Let me get my happy helper. Happy helper? Get up off your tush and go make this kid smile. You know, do what I'm paying you to do. I only have you here for two hours a day, so have at it. Okay, when he calls the DJ, she comes around the rainbow clouded, uh, cloudless sky backdrop. She has a... <laughs> we'll get to what she's wearing in a minute. Uh, she's got a bunch of stuffed animals that she puts in a trunk. Her outfit is beyond ridiculous. Uh, it definitely looks like something you can't just throw in a washer and dryer. It would probably have to be dry cleaned. She's dressed like Raggedy Ann, and it's just... Candy cane stripe uh, socks or whatever you want to call them. Tights, I guess. Blue skirt, gingham, red and white shirt with fake buttons on the front. And a, like, the, the cuffs are just, like, hanging below her hands. This thing is, depending on... I mean, it's not like he had a special. He probably just had it from the last assistant who quit. She's also wearing a red yarn wig with a blue bow on top. DJ puts on her best, you know, customers are like, here I am, happy to help. <laughs> DJ could have gotten any job. She could have worked at, like, a Mickey D's or a Burger King or something to that effect. I really would love to know how this whole thing went down as far as her discovering this guy was hiring. Just she's just like they're walking past them all from the food court. Her and Kimmy like, oh, hmm, I wonder. Oh, this must have been after she'd seen the blowouts, cause you know why else would she want a job? She can't get those blowouts. Like she's really like, look, I know my dad is gonna say no. I I just I have a feeling like one hundred sixty dollars on shoes. Never. Not even for Christmas. So, I need to have a backup plan. I need plan B. So, oh, they're hiring. Sir, hey. Yes, I'm DJ Tanner. Nice to meet you. I see you have a sign in your window. You're not hiring. Um, Are you still looking? Oh, you are? Oh, great. Yes, I'm 14 years old. I go to, um, I'm in high school now, and I, I know I have limited hours, but I really would like this opportunity to work for you. I'm really good with kids. I have two younger sisters. I'm just, I'm just a generally a happy person. I'm, like I said, I'm really good with kids. I have two younger sisters. I really need this job. And he's like, probably like, well, no one else has applied. So, yeah, yeah, if you still want the job, just, uh, oh, you have to get a work permit because you're in school, and you can only work, like, 10 hours a week. So... Yeah, if uh, if you show up tomorrow, the job is yours. Yeah, I'm just thinking about all the work that goes into, um, especially now, when it comes to getting a job, all the forms you have to fill out. A lot of stuff is done through email nowadays, so it's just making sure you got all your uh, I's dotted and your T's crossed. <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah, it's crazy, it's crazy. Say like, hey, uh, go get Anthony to give us a big Todd shot smile. Oh, this kid is not buying what DJ's selling at all. She's hi Anthony, I'm DJ the Happy Helper. How about giving us a big smile? And he just looks at her, he's like, no, give me a big happy smile. Emphasis on happy, happy smile for your picture. Oh my God, yeah, she, she, DJ even has the dotted on freckles, just like Becky had in that. <laughs> that uh, creepy fantasy that Jesse was 
Well, it wasn't a fantasy, more like a, a nightmare <laughs> of Becky in Nebraska. Oh, TJ, you didn't realize you're dealing with like a six-year-old kid and not like a baby who could probably easily smile with no really. I mean, she's making weird faces, blah, 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 pulling on her ears and whatnot. And he, he's straight like, that's not funny. I agree with Anthony. It's not funny. It's, she just reeks of desperation. Oh, DJ, again, this is a six-year-old kid who seems wise beyond his years. It's like, oh, here you go. Here's a little stuffed animal. It's Howie the Hippo. He can flip and dance and whatever. And again, he's like, that's not funny either. Like, you're, know your audience here, Deej. This isn't, I don't even think Michelle would laugh at this. And she's like four. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, DJ's like, look, how he can zippo, how he can flippo. Boy, I feel like a dippo. He's like, that's not funny. First of all, DJ, this boy does not care that you've had a rough week. Like, Come on, I've had a rough week. Not my problem. You leave your outside problems at the door. You are the image of Todd Shot Photography. And, um, yeah. This kid's got no sympathy for you, Deej. He's like, not my problem. So she just goes to Anthony, hey, look, um, what can I do to make you laugh? And he's like, uh, walk like a duck. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> he says, be a duck. DJ is crouched down with her arms kind of tucked in. Quack, 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 quack. And the kid smiles. And Todd says, oh, what a beautiful child as he takes the pictures. Will that be cashier charge? And she says, check. And I'd be like, no, I said cashier charge. We don't take checks anymore. In fact, I don't know really of any place that takes checks anymore as forms of payment. Maybe there was one place. That might have been one place in uh, when we went to Mackinac recently that I, or was it a gas station? No, it wasn't a gas station. It was someplace. It was someplace. I think it was on the Mackinac Island somewhere that took checks apparently still. Like, wow. And I just saw them like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. Woo! that would find that even I'm remotely really funny. Like a dippo. <laughs> yeah, it's not funny. Come on, I've had a rough week. So now, what can I do to make you laugh? Be a duck. Quack, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what a beautiful child. Is that going to be cashier charge? Check. Oh, happy helper. 
So I think hands down so far at least, oh, Kimmy is getting the worst outfit of the episode. What in the world? She is wearing a sweater. Looks like it's handmade with, oh, wait, what is the show's obsession with flowery print material? Because she is wearing a, it's some, like, not even flatter, it's like maybe evergreen or like blue spruce color type of sweater with sewn on embroidered stitched flowers and she Kimmy is wearing matching flower leggings and I think even a matching flowery headband and it is so gaudy just oh Kimmy we know that you have better style than this because after TJ's been waddling like a duck, and when she gets up, she has to re-adjust. She has to pull up her candy cane red and white stockings because they're starting to slip down. Just looking at her Raggedy Ann outfit, I'm just like, that looks like that would be uncomfortable, extremely itchy, and too, just too tight. I mean... It, Clearly, I'm sure it was the uh, the uniform that was worn by the last employee that just finally, in a fit of rage, just threw off the red yarn Raggedy Ann wig and said, forget it, I'm done, I'm not doing this anymore. $2 an hour? I think not. Well, Kimmy just comes to Raz on DJ as she... <laughs> laughing in DJ's face like oh happy helper and she pokes her in the shoulder and apparently this is what Kimmy does every day after school she comes down to the mall and just laughs at DJ because DJ's like are you gonna come down here Kimmy every day that I work and just laugh in my face yeah she's like Kimmy do you really have to come by every day and laugh at me and Kimmy says oh no I'm not laughing at you I'm laughing with you but you're not joining in yeah, now we get more of a closer look at Kimmy's sweater. It, that looks like just really itchy material. Just, I mean, I remember not wearing sweaters with flowers on them, but that same type of material of sweater, that knitted sweater, just the feeling overly hot and just like, oh, it's just, it's just kind of, not doesn't feel good against the skin. I'll say I'll say that. Oh, Kimmy's like, come on, DJ, take a break. Those cute boys want to get us pizza, and we look over to two 14, 15 year old boys. What did Kimmy find these two boys just hanging out at a table by themselves? Like, hey, I got a friend you might like to meet. We got to stop by her uh, her work, though. She's a photographer's assistant. She's the one wearing the red yarn wig, and the uh, she basically looks like Raggedy Ann. And that's a bit, I mean, I don't know how long her shift is. It can't be more than four hours. No, I don't think it can be more than four hours. I mean, how late is that guy really open till? And I her shift probably starts at, like... Three, four o'clock, and then goes to seven, or three, and then goes 
to seven or, or however. My goodness. <laughs> like you get one 15 minute break and that's it. It's not up to her to say, hey, I'm going to take a break. No, the manager normally has to let you know when you are. He has, I mean, I don't know if he's he's booked up that whole day with kid after kid after kid or adult or what. I think she would only really be required for, like, the children. I mean, she's not going to be, like, dressing in her raggedy Ann outfit and then trying to get, adults don't need help smiling. It's the kids. So is it primarily his focus is just on, you know, the kids and stuff? Yeah, two blonde-haired boys, one who's got kind of a side part, one who's, he almost looks like a young version of Scott Menville who played Dwayne in season eight, but only with blonde hair. Both those kids look like they don't want to be there, especially the one that kind of looks like a younger version of Dwayne. <laughs> like, hey, I don't know this girl. She dragged us over here. There's also photo albums on the wall, too, if you want to pick up a photo album. They're small ones, but, you know, if you want to, like, oh, you get a whole bunch of different pictures... It's one of those things where, like, oh, it'll be ready in two hours. I mean, I'm thinking of Henry Wernemont's photo studio in the mall at the end of season two of Punky Brewster. And DJ is like, Kimmy, what are you doing? I don't want anyone cute seeing me like this. So, like, hey, what about after work? What are you doing then? And he says, I gotta go home, eat dinner, and see if I can stay awake long enough to study for my study for my science test. What? So she puts in a full, what, eight hours of school, and then she, depending on what time, well, she says eat dinner, so is she going to be home for dinner at, like, six, seven o'clock at night, depending on what time they, unless they're like, oh, don't worry, Deej, we'll save you a plate for dinner, it'll be in the fridge, just hurry, because we don't want Joey to eat it. <laughs> I'm just kind of curious what her work's... Hey, gosh, I can't see her working more than a couple hours a day. Because she is in school, and she's only 14, so she's not going to have a huge workload. Not to mention, it's during the week after school when most kids get out. Is it really going to be, oh, Leah, here, let's pick you up from school. We'll run by Mickey D's. We'll go. You know what? We'll do Mickey D's after the photo shoot. Like, that's your reward. Like, I can't see. I bet, I mean, he's probably going to be more hopping on the weekend when I'm sure it's going to be cray-cray busy on the weekends with photo shoots and everything, depending on what time of year this is. Like, oh, poor, poor kid. You're working like a... You're dressing like a dweeb and working like a dog. Oh, working like a dog and dressing like a dweeb. So, Jimmy's like, wow, how bad do you want those blowouts? You're, you're willing to put up with this embarrassment. And DJ says, it's not just about the shoes. I'm trying to prove to my dad that I can have a job and still keep up with my schoolwork. Honestly, 
I think, is the only job that we know that DJ has over the course of eight seasons. Well, I mean, there's a Smash Club. She's got that job, too. But, I mean, I mean, I consider a job job where you're not working for a relative in, you know, I mean, sure, it's a job, but you're probably getting paid under the table. Like, a job where you're not working for someone that is a relative, basically. I mean, that's pretty much it. Uh, she, yeah, she's all about, I'm trying to be a responsible adult. Deej, you're 14! <laughs> You've only been a teenager for two years. You have the rest of your life to be an adult and have to deal with a job. Why can't you just enjoy it? I mean, I get it. You want a little experience. You want to, you know, have some pocket money and whatnot. More than what her dad's probably paying her an allowance. And I just... Uh, I get, you know, at the end of the day, she gets it. It's great. She moves on with life. It's it's an experience. It's like, it's something I just wanted to try it once and see how it is, basically. I just want, she's all about proving a point and just showing her dad that she is capable of taking on a little added responsibility. It's a shame she couldn't have gotten a job during the summer and had the experience, and then when school started, she could try to see how it works out with a work schedule and school at the same time. But, no, she wanted to just jump for feet first into the world of working and school. Which, it can be done. I mean, my husband, before we got married, was working two full-time jobs and going to school full-time, however that worked, basically. I mean, he did it. He 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 made it happen. And it, it can be done, but I wouldn't wish this on a kid. I get it she wants to prove a point, but Kimmy says, look, if I were you, I'd lose the clown suit. It's Raggedy and Kim. Kimmy, Kimmy, Kimmy. So, Kimmy's gonna hang out with these two guys on her own. Like, alright, boys, come on. <laughs> I love they're, like, so obedient. Like, come on, boys, let's go. <laughs> like, Kimmy calls the shots. Each of you is going to order me a piece of pizza and whatever drink I prefer. Okay, I keep wondering, like, who is sitting there in the background? It's a lady with a kid sitting on her lap. There's actually more people than I thought. There's, I guess this could be an older brother and a sibling, or uh, there is a woman, she looks, I mean, just, we see her in a split shot for a split second here. This kid looks like, he's just like leaning back again and his mom like half awake, I don't want to be in here, I don't want to do this. This kid does not. DJ, <laughs> she's going to have her work cut out for what this kid does. Oh, happy helper. Jimmy, <laughs> <laughs> do you really have to come by every day and laugh at me? I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you. Only you're not joining in. <laughs> come on, take a break. Those cute guys want to buy us pizza. <laughs> anyone cute seeing me like this what about after work i have to go home eat dinner and then try and stay awake long enough to study for my science test poor kid you're working like a dog and dressing like a dweeb <laughs> you must really want those blowouts bad it's more than shoes i'm trying to be a responsible adult 
Then if I were you, I'd lose the clown suit. <laughs> Come on, boys. Oh, it's because she says, I'm trying to be a responsible adult, and then Kimmy says, well, then lose the clown suit. So, we're back at home. We do see Michelle sitting in a chair and comment. Yeah, she's <laughs> got this long milk bone dog biscuit in her hand. And she says, Comet, it's not polite to beg. Because, you know, see, he's sitting back on his haunches, you know, arms in beg position. She says, you have to say please. And he goes, ruff, ruff. <laughs> He barks a second time. Uh, Michelle says, very good, Comet. And then I I, I get what the uh, How Rude podcast was saying about this scene with, I mean, that was a long dog biscuit, but Comet, like, takes all of it in his mouth to the point where it's like, sweetie, you gotta get your fingers away. That was not a soft bite. That was a, I'm lunging and taking this completely out of your hand, and if I take your hand with it, so be it, bite. But Michelle pulls her hand away so gently that it's just like, it's something that they do all the time, apparently. And Michelle's like, hey, you forgot to say thank you, as Comet turns around and walks out of the kitchen. Basically like, hey, I got what I came for, see ya. come in. Kimmy is wearing her normal lime green, lime neon green mock turtleneck with a lilac colored zip up hoodie. And DJ, of course, in season four, I'm kind of happy we kind of do get away from this in later seasons, where DJ is dressing like she's 25 and working in the newsroom. Basically, I guess, Murphy Brown-esque type of clothes <laughs> like it's just I don't know it's just DJ I liked her style in season three and it just seems like well luckily she doesn't wear these you know fancy schmancy clothes all the time because she doesn't she's not dressing like a normal teenager they're just I don't get why they're trying to make dress her honestly that what she's wearing right now is something you would see Becky wear probably on Wake Up San Francisco or to a business meeting. So Michelle's like, hello, ladies. And you can tell that DJ and Kimmy are so over this whole politeness week. Thank goodness it only lasts five days. Unless Michelle decides to carry it over. Like, no, we're going to be like this all the time in the house. Because they're like, hello, Michelle. Ugh. And... DJ's, well, is dad home yet? And Michelle says, no, but thank you for asking. So, yeah, clearly DJ does not have good news. She's like, well, at least I'll stay out of trouble for a few more minutes. Like, DJ, what happened? What'd you do? Yeah, it's her science quiz that she totally bombed. Totally bombed. Girl! I, I don't know how late, I mean... From what I'm seeing, this quote-unquote test was like a page worth of ants. That that was it. Just one page worth. It's not like 
multiple was that like a hey this is the end of the quarter and or the end of the school year and you're just everything we learned this whole year in relation to science is going to be on this test i mean she acted like it was like a, a big mondo test and it honestly was just a page worth of basic science stuff and Kimmy's like, Deez, look, you don't have to show him that test. I'm thinking, you don't think that he's waiting to get the results back? Like, all right, Deej, let's see that science test. Science test, you know about how your grade's been slipping. I kind of want to see some improvements since I allowed you to get that job. Hmm, what is this? Hmm, yeah, this isn't good. I'm sorry, DJ. Uh, I can't allow you to keep working. So, yeah. Tell Mr. Todd Shot he's going to have to find a replacement because you're done. I don't care if he already got you scheduled for next week. You're done. That's that's Mr. Todd Shot's problem, not yours. Not mine. It wasn't a matter of just keeping the grades up. She had to, quote-unquote, raise her grade. Because he's like, your, your grade in science has been slipping. I would have said, look, raise your grade in science first, and then we can talk about you getting a job. If you can maintain all A's in all your classes, or at least a A minus to B plus in all your classes, then we'll possibly consider it. But the way things are going, I mean, she is relatively a very good student. So I don't, maybe there's just some subjects she's ex she excels at more than other ones. She apparently knows that she's getting her test back. It's got a big ol' F, red F on the top of it. Like, yeah, he knows I'm getting my test back today. So if he sees this, this F, I am so dead. I am so dead. Oh my gosh, the first F of her life. I mean, I don't condone cheating at all. I mean, definitely not, but... um. <laughs> What grade did, did, do she and Kimmy even share this class together? I mean, honestly, she's, the way that she makes it sound is like, I put in a full eight hours of school, you know, 8 a.m. 8 to, you know, 3 p.m. And then I work from like 4 o'clock until like 8.30. It's not like she's, I mean... I don't know. I feel bad for her. You know, this has got to be a major blow. First F. I mean, at least, honestly, she's not reacting like poor Brian did in um, The Breakfast Club when he got an F in his shop class. He, wow. I mean, he was, he's like, I can't have an F. and Not my family. My folks can't have it. I can't have it. No, that poor kid was taking drastic measures. Like, it's not like Danny is putting a lot of pressure on her. He's just, you know, like, I expect you, I, I, I get you do have other things, but your schoolwork is always going to come first. And she's been a primary example of a great student. And just maybe to see her kind of struggling, I would look... Like, DJ, look, if you need some help in science, we could talk to your teacher. We could maybe even get you a tutor or somebody. But I expect more of you than this. All right, well, in fact, it's not like she's 
you know, she's not messing up in every subject. It's just this particular subject that she is, in fact, struggling with. I thought, you know, a lot of shows always show, um, one of the biggest subjects that it seems like characters really struggle with in TV sitcoms when it comes to junior high, high school, it's going to be math. It's going to be math all, all time. Geometry, chemistry, you know, all that kind of stuff. There's an episode of The Wonder Years where Kevin is really struggling in his math class. R.I.P. Mr. Collins. Um, gosh, that was a good episode. Goodbye, Mr. Collins. No, wait. I don't think it was called Goodbye, Mr. Collins, but, um, still a good episode. Um, the teacher knew Kevin was struggling, and there's a big test coming up. He actually offered to tutor Kevin to get ready for this big, big test. And he really believed that Kevin did have amazing potential. He just needed to discover that and really believe in himself. Like, if your teacher believes that you can do it, you got to believe that you can do it. I'm not going to hold your hand through the whole thing, but it's like, I will give you the steps to give yourself the confidence to be able to do this on your own. And Michelle, this is not the time nor the place. It doesn't matter that her elbows are... What is the big deal with elbows on the table? I swear, is it like, oh, that's rude, don't have your elbows on the table? I mean, uh, I just... I When I've seen that in like shows or movies, I'm just like... Ugh focus on something else that's even more. I, I, it, it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. I can't stand it. I'm shoveling food and food's falling out of my mouth, but you're more concerned about the fact that my elbows aren't on the table. Come on. Yeah. Um, why is there a dog biscuit placed in front of Michelle? I see there's a box there with a couple in there, so I'm guessing that was like, oh, this first take doesn't work. We have a second one ready to go. I mean... It's not like Michelle's going to be eating that. It's not a cookie. It's a dog biscuit. In fact, I remember there's an episode in Five's a Crowd, which I have not covered. I'll cover it next year, where she feeds Comet one of those liver snaps. And she's like, oh, it looks like a cookie. And just Comet's face of, like, he's just looking at his chops like, I hope she drops that. Like, that's not for her. That's for me. <laughs> and she takes a bite of it and she's like, ah, gross. Oh, yeah, I forgot you drink out of the toilet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Good afternoon, lady. Good afternoon, Michelle. Is Dad home yet? No, but thank you for asking. Well, at least I'll stay out of trouble for a few more minutes. BJ, you don't have to show your dad that science test. Yes, I do. I promised him that I'd raise my grade, and he knows I'm getting my test back today. So when he sees this, <laughs> dead. First F of my life. Excuse me, but no elbows on the table. So we come back from commercial, or we come back from commercial, and DJ says, if my dad finds out about this F, he's going to make me quit my job. Kimmy, why are you walking around with a red marker in your pocket? Because Kimmy's like, you know, on second glance with this paper, I don't think that looks like an F at all. I think 
as she adds a line to it. I think it looks like an A. It says, I don't believe you got an F. I believe you got an A. And it's really, no one writes an A like that. You can full on see it's an F with just a slash mark running down the other side. I mean, anyone who takes a second glance at that paper is going to be like, okay, who's forging this A? The thing is, with a paper that's got an F on it, wouldn't there be circles, slash marks, saying incorrect, incorrect, incorrect? It looks like a test that was just done, like, copied out of a book, a textbook, or just questions that were put on the blackboard. And you're just writing down the answers. And DJ pulls the... the the paper out of Kimmy's hands like Kimmy how could you do that now I can't show this to my dad okay, can we like put her in another room somewhere because she's getting on my nerves he, not polite to yell and DJ's like look I have enough trouble without the polite police on my tail can so can you just be somewhere not here thank you yeah, she's like just stay out of this Michelle and Michelle fires back like, you've got to stay, please. And DJ's like, that is it. And she pulls Michelle's chair out from under the table and just picks her up under the armpits and just carries her into the, just so she's just on the other side of the door in the living room. And the whole time Michelle's going, this is not polite, this is not polite, this is not polite. And DJ says, thank you. And Michelle turns around and says, you are not welcome. So they actually do have, like, when DJ picks Michelle up and carries her, she's wearing this, like, mint seafoam green matching top and bottom. They look like they could be pajama top and bottom pants. But she's wearing an undershirt underneath the top, which is just as well because her shirt is starting to ride up on her as DJ is carrying Michelle out by under her arms. Okay, looking at as Michelle in the doorway said, you are not welcome. It looks like one of her pigtails is higher up on her head than the other one is and it just looks just looks silly. And DJ's like, look, I gotta get to work. Kimmy, you really messed up by giving me that A. Now I can't show it to my dad. She must do this all. I'm sure she does. That's why she's got that uh, red pen in her pocket. This is a perfect forgery. Like, no, <laughs> sweetie, that is not. You need to be schooled on that because that is not. No. Mm -mm. Yeah, and DJ's trying to put it in Kimmy's head. Like, what you did is wrong. It's dishonest. It's deceitful. It's. And she picks the paper up and looks at it again. Wow, that really does look like an A. Okay, we all know what A's on papers look like, right? Slant, slant. Connect the two in the middle. Doesn't look like a slash up, and then a slash on the top, a little slash in the middle, and then you're, like, bringing it around. So it's almost like, looks like a ladder that's been connected at the top. It's like, no, that is ridiculous. Someone would look at it and say, that is full-on fake. You clearly got an F. Because the F is going to, the pencil, the pen mark is going to be dry. And then your 
who says that those two shades of red are even going to match? So I was like, oh, I guess the uh, teacher ran out of ink and then had to use another pen to make the slash that goes down the side. When my dad finds out about this F, he's going to make me quit my job. You know, now that I look at it, I don't think you got an F. I believe that you got an A. Kimmy, how could you do that? It's not polite to yell. <laughs> Michelle, I have enough problems without the polite police on my tail. So just stay out of this. You forgot to say please. <laughs> That's it. This is not polite. This is not polite. This is not polite. Thank you. You are not welcome. <laughs> I have to go to work. You know, Kimmy, you really messed me up by giving me that A. Now I can't show it to my dad. Why not? It's a perfect forgery. Kimmy, don't you understand? What you did is wrong. It's dishonest. It's deceitful. It really does look like an A. So, DJ is back to work doing some more duck waddling for a pair of twins. And I see that, yes, that pillow with the arms on it is pulled out for the babies so that way, you know, they don't, you know, fall backwards. Because, I mean, they're sitting up, they're sitting up with the assistance of this little, uh, cushion thing with arms so uh oh they're so adorable looking babies look probably to be about maybe what six months old <sighs> danny why is everyone interrupting her at her job he's like oh smile honey because he's there with stephanie and michelle She's in the middle of working. She's like doing her duck waddling. Cause he's like, smile, DJ. <laughs> and DJ's just like, oh, great, more humiliating. You see, like the parent in Mr. Todd shot there. So I'd be like, excuse me, sir, you'll have to wait over there. Well, I'm in the middle of a photo session right now. I'm surprised, like, he doesn't have that section kind of, like, like, one of those accordion-style, um, which, <laughs> like, partition wall things up so that way the waiting customers, there's, like, a section for them, and then there you come around the corner, and then that way you kind of have your privacy. So it seems like anybody could come in, walk in while a photo session is being done, and become very distracting, like exactly what Danny's doing right there. I would like, excuse me, sir, we're in the middle of a session. You need to please sit down and wait your turn. Please don't distract my uh, photography assistant here. I, I don't care that you're her parent, but please sit down. I'd be like, excuse me, sir, do you have an appointment? You don't? Well, you're going to have to call and make an appointment. Because, come on. Apparently, the guy's got uh, Todd Shot here. He's got the pictures. It's probably his name is not Todd Shot, but I'm just calling him that. She's like, DJ's like, oh, excuse me for a minute. So the guy's got the pictures done. Because they're like, uh, DJ, we're not finished here. Can you wait a moment? She's like, Dad, what are you doing here? 
Yeah, you say, oh, well, I was just in the neighborhood and we're here. I have my camera. I thought we'd just drop in and say hi. Just because it's in the mall and you can just walk in there doesn't mean you can be bugging someone at work. It's not like my husband can come in on his day off while I'm working and say, hey, how's it going? What are you up to? I'll be like, I'm working. I don't have time to socialize right now. So, yeah. Unless you're here to see a movie, then I'll see you later. He's like trying to usher him out the... <laughs> there isn't a door there. It's just an entryway. Like, okay, you took your picture. Can you please get out? Please. I'm trying to work. You're going to make me lose my job. Stephanie with her observations. Do you know you have a mop on your head? And DJ's like, yes, I do. It's part of my uniform. And of course... Stephanie says, can I borrow your uniform for Halloween? <laughs> no. You, this comes out of my paycheck, Stephanie. This rental costume that I have to wear. To the next photography assistant <laughs> that he has after DJ can no longer have the job. You have to do that every time she goes there is like redo those fake freckles on her face. And hope that they wash off before she goes to sleep. I mean, think about it. She's like, oh, I thought I got them all. Like, what's that? Do you have chicken pox on your face? What is that? So dots on your cheeks. I didn't know you had freckles. Oh, I don't. It's part of my uniform. Uh, she's like, yeah, she's like, well, I got to get back to work. My manager is, like, waving me over. This is the most inappropriate time it's like, oh, yeah, before you go, um, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm pretty sure I'm not, weren't you getting your science test back today? Yeah, he's like, oh, how'd you do? And I'm, she's like, Dad, I, I gotta get back to work. My boss is, like, angrily, like, waving me over, like, pointing at his watch, saying, if you're not over here in one minute, I'm letting you go. Let's go. Let's go. Social time is over. Breaks only. Breaks only. He's like, oh, come on, Deech, tell me how you did. Did you bring your test paper with you? I'd be like, why would I bring it with me? It's not like she was expecting her dad to show up. Like, oh, hey, look at this, Mr. Manager. Does this look like an A to you? I just want to make sure that my friend, like, forged this because it's actually an F. Does it look like an A to you? I got to show it to my dad later. Oh, it did, oh man, it really well, kind of looks like an uh, Okay. Yeah, the thing is, if, if I don't, if he doesn't believe this is an A, I actually might have to quit this job. Then you're going to be stuck having to find another teenager to take my place. Yeah. <laughs> Her bag just sitting in a chair where the customers would come that are waiting to get their picture taken. And she's got her purse in there, her wallet, money. Um, she's not driving, too. She doesn't have a driver's license. Oh, it says Todd Shots. I thought his name is Todd, right? He's like Todd Shot. Or is he? did he say Todd Shot? No, it's not like Todd Shot. Anyway, yeah, it's like somebody could come in there, run off with her bag, I mean, all she's got is, what, that paper and, like, a textbook in there? Maybe a folder with some other stuff. Why did she, why did she bring that with her? I mean, again, it's a small little area in the mall. I'm sure it's got a break room. I'm sure it's probably got a... I mean, if anything, it's got a break room with 
a locker in it. it. It has to. It's like you can't just leave your belongings in a bag in a chair that's meant for people paying customers and expect your bag to still be there because there's no door to that storefront. It's just an open space where she could be busy with, you know, entertaining a child, getting them to smile, and somebody could, oh, oh, it's a book bag. I wonder if there's any money here. Yoink. Yeah. Um, what if she took, like, like, she's got, like, one of those frequent user, like, or a, a pass to get on, you know, to be able to get home. She, I mean, she had to take a, a bus or something to get down there. Well, she's got a bus pass. What if her bus pass is in there? How's she going to get home? I mean, I'm sure somebody, you know what? I'm making a big deal. Let's move on. <laughs> she's like, I'll show you, but there's something I, I need to tell you first. And... <laughs> And she hands the paper, and he's like, oh, wow, you got an A. Because there's no marks at all on an F paper, apparently. The, she's like, F. There you go, DJ. Miss Tanner, I expect better from you next time. It would be suspicious, just the fact, like, your grade in science has been slipping. And, I mean, I, I would kind of be a smidge suspect. Like, you've been ho bringing home Ds and Cs. It's been a while since I've seen a B, but the fact that she brings home an A, I'd be like, mm, let's go through these answers, shall we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is going to go right up on the fridge. And DJ's like, you know, Dad, this isn't really, luckily there's no other get, uh, customers in there because uh, Todd's just hanging out at the register. Does DJ actually have to use the register at all or she's just the photo assistant? Yeah, he's like, you know, Deej, I'm a little embarrassed to tell you this, but uh, I have my doubts about you, you know, keeping this job and keeping up with your schoolwork. But you just proved to me that you can do both. Thank you. What is with the mock turtlenecks? I mean, Danny especially? He's got a burgundy, like, sweater with stripes on it. Ugh. Oh, yeah, this is Danny hair. I'm not a fan of. This is a season four Danny hair I really don't like. It's just, no, thank you. He's like, you just proved to me that you could hold down a job and improve on your schoolwork. I've never been more proud of you, sweetheart. Oh, what was it you wanted to tell me? It's like, uh, there's a sale on uh, sponges at Broom Barn. This guy is just looking to make a sense. like, oh, I haven't had any customers for about 10 minutes. Oh, hi! Uh, what beautiful kids! Do you want to get your picture taken with them? Or do you want me to take their picture? Like, hey, these people are here. They're related, but why not? I'm going to make a sale regardless. And Danny's like, oh, you will not believe this, but we weren't we weren't thinking of having any pictures taken, but your bright young assistant, DJ is literally cringing in this moment. Like, oh, Dad, stop. He says, um, your bright young assistant convinced me to get some shots of my adorable daughter, Michelle. And we see Stephanie holding Michelle and this Olsen twin clearly looking to whoever is, you know, guiding her through the scene. Clearly the trainer wants her to give the Olsen twin to give Jody Sweeten a kiss on the cheek, which I... Yeah, because you, you see this Olsen twin's eyes just kind of follow whoever is directing her through this scene. And she she just, 
the idea of like give her a kiss and it's just like mm, it's just this it's almost like I don't want to do this and he's like what a fine fine tales person you have here oh my god DJ is just like oh gosh dad please stop and if you didn't know these two were already related, um, I would, you would definitely know it just by, no stranger is going to go on and on and on about s someone like this unless they were of relation to the person. And he's like, all right, happy helpers, start happy helping. DJ goes over to Michelle and says, hi, little girl, I'm going to take your picture. Let's get ready to get your picture taken. Danny, she's going on. And I gotta tell you, sir, that bright little lady in that clown outfit. Oh my gosh. She is just, she is amazing. You should give her a raise. And the guy's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. And he's like, oh, what do I know? I've never seen her before in my life. I'm like, sure, sure you haven't, Danny. And DJ says, say cheese. And of course, politeness week is all. Michelle's all, say, you mean say cheese, please. And DJ's like, I can't even escape this at work. Say cheese, please. <laughs> and Michelle <laughs> puts her hands under her chin, going, please, her elbows out. <laughs> and Danny's like, oh my gosh, my little girl Michelle has never smiled a day in her life. Like, uh-huh. And Michelle starts doing all these poses, like, cheese. Yeah, she <laughs> She's like posing and then she's doing the oh look at my muscles. Smile, DJ. Oh great, more humiliation. Excuse me. What are you guys doing here? Well, we were in the neighborhood and I had my camera and I thought we'd just stop by and say hi. 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 Well, thanks for stopping by. Do you know you have a mop on your head? <laughs> yes. It's part of my uniform. Can I borrow your uniform next Halloween? <laughs> well, I should get back to work. Well, before we go, if I'm not mistaken, and, I, and I'm not, wasn't your science test due back today? How'd you do? I really should get back to work. Oh, come on, Dee. Tell me how you did. Did you bring your test paper with you? Yeah. I'll show you. But there's something I should really tell you. You got an A? Way to go! This is going right up there in the refrigerator. Dad, this isn't really... You know, sweetie, I'm a little embarrassed to tell you this, but I had my doubts about you. But you just proved to me that you can hold down a job and actually improve on your schoolwork. I've never been so proud of you, sweetheart. Now, what was it you wanted to tell me? Uh, there's a sale on sponges <laughs> down at Broom Barn. <laughs> oh, my beautiful children. Can I help you, people? You're not going to believe this. We had no intention of having any pictures taken, but your bright young assistant here convinced me to get some shots of my sweet little Michelle over there. What a fine, fine salesperson you have in this young life. Okay, happy helper. Start happy helping. Okay, little girl. You're going to get your picture taken. I've got to tell you, that bright young lady in the clown costume, she is fabulous. Gotta give her a raise. <laughs> what the heck do I know? I've never seen her before in my life. <laughs> Say cheese. You mean say cheese, please. Say cheese, please. Cheese. This is amazing. My sweet little Michelle has never smiled in her entire life. Cheese. Cheese. All right.
right, we're back at home in the kitchen. Stephanie's after school snack, of course. I'm guessing this is after school. Glass of milk and a ho ho ding dong snack cake, whatever that thing's supposed to be. <laughs> snack a choice. After school snack a choice. Gosh, I just oh, I miss when craft back when I was like maybe thirteen, maybe twelve. Kraft had a cheesy jalapeno dip. I would think about that on the bus ride home. Like, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to watch some Tiny Yeah, because I get out of school, and it was right around the time that Tiny Toons would come on, and then Animaniacs would come on. And I would just veg out in front of the TV, and I would just, you know, and then uh, reruns of Full House would come on around, like, maybe 4, 35 o'clock. So I'd watch, you know, reruns of Full House. I would just be eating, you know, Jay's, I think it was Jay's potato chips that we would have a lot. I don't know whether that's just a Michigan thing or not. Actually, while we were up in Michigan, they did have, mm, excuse me, some Fago Pop, which is mainly, it's just Michigan because it's made in Michigan. And Jeremy was even commenting, it was like, when we were at Meyer, because that's also something you also have in majority of, in Michigan, they did not have a big, not like they used to as far as Fago Pop. They even have cotton candy flavored, but I'm like, we're only here for a short amount of time. That two liter of Fago cotton candy pop is not going to fit in that small refrigerator in the hotel. So I got Diet Fago Vanilla Cream Soda. It was all right. I think I dumped the rest. I had like a handful of sips and then I dumped the rest. It was like a 20 ounce bottle. This scene irritates me to the point where I just can't stand it. Michelle comes in and is like, oh, can I have that cupcake, please? And Stephanie's like, no, you may not. And Michelle tells her, well, I mean, I was polite and I said, please. I'm like, what? So that automatically means she gives her food to you? I'd be like, well, I won't give this one to you, but there's another one. I can give you that one with your own glass of milk. Would you like that? And Stephanie doesn't even offer that. But, yeah, it's like, no, I was also polite. I said, no, you may not. Michelle, in frustration, yanks off that silver cardboard star, slams it on the table, and says, guess what? Politeness week is over. And steals Stephanie's cupcake and runs out of the kitchen with it. And Stephanie runs after Michelle and is just, how rude. It's like, yeah, that is rude, kid. I don't care if politeness week is over. I don't care if you said, please, you're not going to just up and take my cupcake and think that's okay. I will get you your own, but you are not going to just up and take my food. I don't care if you're the baby of the family. That's not how this works. See, I told you guys, they should have tightened the reins on Michelle's behavior. They really, really should have. Started disciplining her when she was younger than age four. It's not going to hurt a child if you put them in timeout at age three. I'm sure it'll be fine. Oh, it's evening time. It's dark outside. Can I have that cupcake, please? No, you may not. But I was polite and I said, please. I was polite too. I said, no, you may not. Guess what? <laughs> Politeness week is over. <laughs> 
It's probably been over too. The audience just howls with laughter. The audience, if you hear in the clip, loves that I'm taking your cupcake. I don't care if you said no, you may not. It's mine now. Bye. Stephanie is chasing Michelle out of the kitchen after her cupcake, and the audience, whoa, yeah, like, oh my gosh, guys. <laughs> so Jesse comes in in a mustard yellow suit jacket. He sees DJ's paper on the fridge. He's like, whoa. And then he takes it upon closer inspection. He's like, like holding it up from the light. Like he can tell where there was an added slash. Like, whoa. But there's no marks on it. To say incorrect, incorrect, incorrect. Did she fail the entire thing? There's only like six or seven questions there. <laughs> DJ comes down, sees Uncle Jesse looking at her paper and turns around to go up. Like, oh, DJ, hold on a second. Maybe you could uh, help me out with something. Love how he jumps up on the counter and slides across it. He's done that many times in the course of the show in four seasons. He's like, oh, I see you got an A here on your science home, uh, test. Let's uh, see what an A paper sounds like, shall we? And DJ is just like, it was nothing. Can I go now? Come on, DJ, even you're smarter than that. Photosynthesis means... It's a photo that needs to be synthesized. Really, DJ? That is a Kimmy answer if I ever heard one. A hundred percent Kimmy answer. Kimmy would give that answer to a question like that. Okay, the proper term definition for photosynthesis. The process by which green plants and some other organisms use sunlight to synthesize foods from carbon dioxide and water. Photosynthesis in plants generally involves the green pigment chlorophyll and generates oxygen as a byproduct. Hmm, I wonder what an F paper sounds like hmm, or looks like as he puts his hand over the slash mark and revealing like revealing the F. I got the it, pause. Let's see. Photosynthesis. Photosynthesis is a process in which photos are synthesized. It's very complicated so I won't bore you with the details. Let's uh, see. Two, how common are molds and bacteria? If provided with proper conditions for maximum growth, a single microscopic bacterium can re reprove repro rapidly. So, okay. In this investigation, it is expected that you prepare and handle equipment something two three objects and dj asks well, how did you know did jesse is the king when it comes to forging grades this kid grew up in the 60s when he what you just that's what you did fake it back then there's no way you'd be able to really pull something like that off he said he tells her, like, you've been a guy who changed 40s to 90s. Zeros to hundreds. Like, oh my gosh, and you, you won't believe this, but it was so beautiful. I actually got away with turning the word awful to awesome. How? His parents must have believed it. 
But again, you look at DJ's face and Jesse's like, well, I mean, the point is, look, it was wrong then, it's wrong now, and you really need to set this straight with your dad. You need to unburden yourself with this secret you're keeping. Wrong, wrong, You, what you did was wrong, what I did was wrong, it's all just wrong. Yeah, and then it's like she's trying to shove the blame onto Kimmy. Like, I know, but Kimmy was already changed my grade. It's like, yeah, but you didn't face up to the fact that it was incorrect. Yeah, he's like, you didn't do anything about it, though. You just let your dad assume you got an A. He's like, all right, so you know what you need to do with this paper? And she's like, uh, keep my mouth shut and do better next time. It's like, uh, no. And she's like, oh, my gosh, where's dad? Yeah, he's rotating the couch cushions in the living room. Well, hey. If everything else in the house is spotless, it's like, I gotta do something else. sounds like, shall we? Photosynthesis. Photosynthesis is the process in which photos are synthesized. <laughs> hmm. I wonder what an F paper looks like. Oh, well, actually, maybe it looks something like this. How did you know? How did I know? <laughs> You're talking to a guy who used to change 40s to 90s. <laughs> Zeros to hundreds. In fact, this is beautiful. One time I actually got away with changing the word awful to awesome. It was... <laughs> Point is, it was wrong. It was wrong. Point is, it was wrong, and what you did was wrong, too. Same thing, wrong. I know, but Kimmy was the one who changed the grade. Yes, but you didn't do anything about it, now, did you? So, you know what you have to do with this paper, don't you? Keep my mouth shut and do better next time? <laughs> Where's Dad? He's in the living room. Rotating couch cushions. I like how DJ actually knocks on the doorway leading into the living room. And she's like, hey, Dad. And he's like, oh, DJ, I got a helpful hint for you. Always rotate your couch cushions every 25,000 sits. So DJ says, look, Dad, we need to talk. So she pulls him down onto the couch to sit next to her. And she says, you know what I like about you best? And he's like, hmm, let me guess. Uh, my charm, my rugged good looks. And she's like, your forgiving nature? <laughs> oh, come on, Danny. She's holding the paper in her hand. He's like, what did you do? I'm like, well, look at what she's holding. And put two and two together. She takes a deep breath and she says, here it goes. My science grade was an F. And Kimmy changed it to an A. And Danny's like, uh... I don't think she's got the authority to do that. Like, no, she doesn't. He's, like, looking upon closer inspection at the paper. Like, oh, I see the F now. Yeah, I'm just guessing, but I don't think she's got the authority to do it. No, she doesn't. But I'm pretty sure she carries that red pen around in her pocket because she always is changing her own grades. You know she is. She and DJ can't be in every single class together. And DJ says, look, well, Dad, I'm sorry, but with work and all my other classes, because, you know, she's in going into high school. Yeah, she's still in junior high at, at this point. She doesn't start high school until season five. She's like, and she's probably going to have at least, what, six, seven classes? So 
umpteen other classes and schoolwork on top of this other class that she's not doing so great in, on top of working, what, two hours a day? How many days a week? I mean, I, I can't say you're working more than what? Maybe 10 hours a week tops? It's not like she doesn't have the weekends to be able to make time to study. She could even have, like, Joey or Jesse or, Dan, you know, her dad, you know, coach her. Like, all right, you got a big test. Let's uh, go over what you've learned. And we could, you know, make some, come up with some questions that could possibly be on the test. There you go. Get the whole family involved, in fact. Make it fun. She says, I didn't have time to study. From the time that she got home to her having a quick dinner that she probably had to reheat in the microwave to studying for what? She probably, you know, you got to you know, shower, get ready for school, pick out your outfit, and then like, here, I'll give myself a half hour to study before I have to get to bed because I got to be up at like 7 a.m. the next morning. Yeah. And he tells her, honey, you should have come to me and told me what was going on. I already knew that her science grade was not great. Yeah. And he tells her, like, honey, we had an understanding. You wanted to be a responsible adult, which I don't understand because you're 14. I get it. You want to take on some responsibilities. But if you got like seven classes and your grade is slipping, you need to focus on that. Forget about the shoes. By next month, they're going to be old news because another pair of shoes is going to come out. It's going to be just as great as the, as the blowouts. Yeah, and he says, look, this is the least responsible thing you could have done. It's like, you don't think she doesn't know that already? Does she, I mean, I get it. You want to lecture her and come down on her because she didn't come to you. I mean, how long has she had this job? Two weeks? I mean, enough to earn a paycheck, of course. Yeah, she says, I wanted to prove that I could earn my own money. And he says, look, you're going to have to quit your job and no hanging out at the mall until your grade comes up. She acts like this is the worst thing in the world. Like, okay, I guess I'll go back to being a kid. It almost makes me think of the Chronicles of Narnia movie where they're in Narnia for so long, they're grown adults, and then they go through the wardrobe and they go back to their original, you know, kid selves. In the sequel, that's one of the issues that the kids are having, especially the oldest, Peter. It's like... You know, when we were in Narnia, I was a grown man. I was a king and everything. And he's picking fights with other school kids and stuff because they're not treating me like I'm, you know, it's it's like there's there's nothing wrong with being able to enjoy your childhood and everything. He's like, DJ, if you want a job so bad, wait a couple years. Wait till you, you have your license and you can drive yourself to your job. Just enjoy being a kid for a couple years. You have, I don't get it. You have the whole rest of your life to be working and paying bills and everything. Why do you want to jump into that so fast? It's, it's not the greatest thing in the world. Why do you think a lot of us want to go back to our kid days? Because we felt freer and we, oh, you didn't have as many responsibilities. It's like, I can't wait to be an adult and drive and, like, make my own decisions. Like, well, yeah, a lot of those decisions you got to make, not exactly going to be fun. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm sorry I'm harping on this, but it just, it really 
boggles the mind. I mean, I know I was trying to, like, I always kept, and I still kind of do. It's like, I'm always looking towards the future, like, well, in five years, we're going to be there. In a few years, you know, we can look forward to this. And it's like, I was so focused on what was going to happen down the road that a lot of time, and, you know, and looking forward to things, I really wasn't enjoying what was happening in the moment. And, you know, living in the present, which I think a lot of us sometimes do. It's like we're so busy either focused on what's going to happen or what has happened. But we can't focus on <clears throat> ourselves and just living for today instead of living for tomorrow or living for what was. Danny said, yeah, he, he puts an arm around her, pulls her close, and like, Deej, there is nothing wrong with being a kid. Yes, exactly what I'm saying. He says, you, you enjoy it. You have the rest of your life to be an adult. I'm saying being an adult stinks, but there are a lot of responsibilities. Every once in a while, you can take a break and have a vacation, but... You can't just check out, like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to, you know, have a job anymore. I don't want to have to pay rent or, or pay a mortgage or pay my bills. I just want, it's like, you, I mean, you could do that, but your circumstances would be getting, be worse than, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, just enjoy it. And DJ comes to the conclusion, like, you know, I guess if being an adult means wearing a red mop on my head, I think I can put that off for a while. I feel like I could handle being a kid a little longer. Yeah, he says, in case I forgot to mention it, you're a pretty great kid. So, <laughs> she's like, oh, thanks, Dad. And they hug. And she's like, well, and she pulls out of her pocket. It's my first and last paycheck. Of course. He asks, oh, you're going to use it to pay for those blowouts? And the look that she gives Danny is just like, are you serious? 160 That's probably the majority of her paycheck is $160. It's like, I'm putting it in the bank. And then she's like, oh, Dad, since uh, I'm not making my own money anymore, can I uh, have a raise in my allowance? <laughs> like, it's okay. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that yesterday. It's like, oh, it's okay. For you to, you know, like, oh, it's okay if I spend your money, but heaven forbid, you know, the money I earn, like, oh, I don't want to spend that. It's like, but it's okay to spend someone else's money. Come on. Yeah, she's like, are you kidding? $160 for shoes? Do you know how much quacking and waddling I had to do? My knees are still aching. Yeah, she says it's going in the bank, which Danny probably already has a, um savings account already opened up for DJ. You probably all three of the kids probably, you know, get them started. Or maybe, you know, he's like, okay, DJ, you're eight years old. Why don't we take you and, you know, you earned all you had a lemonade stand. Let's uh put that money in the bank. Let's open up an account for you. Danny says, you know, that's good news. I mean, it sounds like you're learning the value of a dollar. <laughs> oh, yeah, speaking of, do you think I can ever raise my allowance? She says, I am, and I think you're going to appreciate when I ask you this. Can I have a raise in my allowance? And he's like, oh, um, <laughs> back to those couch cushions. He's trying to change the subject. As the credits come up, we can barely hear our DJ saying, like, things are expensive these days and prices are going up. 
And Danny's just like trying to get away from her and then also like showing her about the proper way to um, take care of your couch cushions. Hi, Dad. Hey, Deej. Here's a helpful hint. Always rotate your couch cushions every 25,000 sits. Dad, we need to talk. You know what I like about you best? My charm, my rugged good looks. Your forgiving nature. What did you do? Here goes. My science grade was an F, and Kimmy changed it to an A. I'm just guessing she doesn't have the authority to do this. Dad, I'm sorry, but with work and all my other classes, I didn't have time to study for my science test. Then you should have come to me and told me what was going on. DJ, we had an understanding. You wanted to be a responsible adult, and this is the least responsible thing you could have done. I just wanted to prove that I could earn my own money. Well, that's all out the window now, because you're going to have to quit your job and no hanging out at the mall until you pull up that grade. Okay. Guess I'll go back to being a kid again. Deej, there's nothing wrong with being a kid. You should enjoy it. You've got the rest of your life to be an adult. Well, I guess if being an adult means wearing a red mop on my head, I could handle being a kid a little longer. <laughs> In case I forgot to mention it, you're a pretty great kid. Thanks, Dad. Well, I guess this is my first and last paycheck. You gonna use it to help pay for those blowouts? Are you kidding? <laughs> pay $160 for shoes? Do you know how much quacking and waddling I'd do to earn this money? Before taxes too. It's going in the bank. That's good news. Sounds like you're learning the value of a dollar. I am. And I appreciate how you're going to feel when I ask you this. Dad, can I have a raise in my allowance? You know, honey, back to those All right, so that is the episode. So worst outfit of the episode, I think it's going to be Kimmy with their flower sweater, flower leggings, flower headband combo. And runner-up is Danny with that mock turtleneck. Ooh, the burgundy with the thin black stripes button-up sweater. Best outfit, I think I'm going to have to go with, um, goodness. Hmm. I think the only thing that I thought was nice was Jesse's denim button-up shirt, but it had, like, on the shoulders, it was kind of like a paisley design. I thought that was kind of nice. Okay, so when it comes to the two fantasy sequences, fantasy nightmares with Jesse and Becky and Jesse's version with him in overalls, white t-shirt, black top hat, and uh, black tie, and then, you know, Becky with the uh, straw hat and the fake braids and the black teeth. And then, of course, you have Becky's, which is Jesse in the Elvis jumpsuit and Becky with the black beehive wig wedding wedding dress. 
Uh, what one was worse? As far as for Becky, um, gosh, I'm gonna say her. She looked the most goofy with the country farm girl blackened teeth outfit. It was just kooky and goofy. Um, as far as for Jesse, I mean, I really liked him in that jumpsuit and that Elvis wig he was wearing. Um, I mean, he did look very nice in the overalls, white t-shirt, and black top hat, but he's kind of goofy, so, yeah. Elvis one wins for me. I just, I think it's just, I just, the fact that I've seen this episode, like, a whole bunch of times over the years, I never, and the thing is, you're going to notice stuff when you're watching an episode a lot more closely. With that school bus, that's, you could see the reflection in that window of the, uh, white columned mansion so tanner teachable moment of this episode again just there's plenty of time if you want to get a job just wait until you're a little most jobs i don't think will hire you unless you're at least 16 17 there may be some that hire at 15 but it's like just wait until maybe you get closer to getting your driver's license that way you don't got to rely on your parents to take you to your job and everything like that uh it's always good i mean Customer service, I would definitely recommend, would be good for kids to really get a grasp of what it's like to work with the public and everything like that. Definitely. I think that should definitely be a first job for some people. It's great, great learning about responsibility, handling the public, and all that stuff. As far as Becky and um, I'm just going to say, yeah, Joey says, you know, you guys are going to get married. You're going to have to learn how to compromise. And that is 100% it. And Joey was the winner with the just get married here in San Francisco. You're already here. And Jesse made good point. You know, we met and fell in love in San Francisco. Our friends and family are here, majority. So, yeah. Uh, Tanner Teachable moment for Joey, um, cut up your credit card, don't go to other people, people, Jesse, Becky, don't not, Danny, do not give Joey a credit card. In fact, until he pays you for the items that he charged on your card, he doesn't need to get those products. Like, when you pay me in full, you will get this, but... Until that happens, this is going to be mine. So, okay. Next episode, I will be covering in the Back to School Part 2 double feature is going to be also from Season 4. It's two episodes later, I believe, and it's Season 4, Episode 16. Stephanie Gets Framed, January 25th, 1991. Is this the first episode of... No, it's not. Uh, no, actually, it's funny. Working Girl is the first episode of the new year. January 4th. And then <laughs> Stephanie Gets Framed. That is the last episode of January. All right. In this episode, Steve Urkel comes to town. He helps Stephanie deal with their new glasses, but when she takes all of Joey's funny glasses and disrupts the class with them, she realizes she took it too far. Jesse is also having trouble deciding a best man for his wedding. Yes. Okay, so that actually happens in this episode. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, Steve Urkel coming all the way from Chicago. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Ah, all right. Hope you all enjoyed the episode. I hope you all all have a great weekend, great Friday. And if you want to, if you haven't yet, you want to leave a review, just go to iTunes, type in Full House or Fuller House Podcast. The podcast will show up, click on it, scroll down to where it says leave a review, and leave a review. Have fun with it. Use emojis if you want to. Every five star does get the podcast noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. So, all right. If you want to email the podcast, the email is omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. Bye-bye, everybody.